Hello and welcome to Rick Radio Community News Desk, episode 40. I'm Mick Handley. Well, later in the podcast, the presenter of our history programme, Tora Kelly, brings us an interesting interview with former Rings End resident Julia Mordant, who passed away in 1986. But Julia talks about life growing up in Rings End during the 1913 lockout, the 1916 rising, and the War of Independence. Fascinating stuff, so stay tuned. But first, uh, I want to catch up with Jennifer. Bets uh, from uh, our own centre here in Ringsend, Irish Town, uh, to talk about events that are going to take place uh, in the centre leading up to Christmas. Jennifer, you're very welcome to the programme. Thank you. Um, I suppose, first of all, and we've had this on in previous uh, podcasts uh, as well, uh, we've been talking to Suicide Survive, and they have a fundraising event taking place on the 26th of November. Uh, music of Elvis Presley and the Rat Pack. Tell us yeah. about that. Yeah, it should be a great night. So it's um, called The Greatest Show for Mental Health and all proceeds are going to Suicide or Survive who have a great website, uh, suicidersurvive.ie. So it's the 26th of November. Um, tickets for the show are limited, but we have plenty of tickets for our raffle that we're having on the night. Uh, great prizes. Uh, first prize is a Facebook portal. Uh, we have hampers, wine, chocolates. So uh, all raffle tickets are available right up to the event. Ah, lovely stuff. And where do people just ring the centre, is it? Or? Yeah, just contact the centre, yeah. The tickets that are remaining, the few tickets that are remaining, uh, again, can Peter, people get them from the centre? Yeah, they can be purchased at the centre. They're €12 Euro each, with all the proceeds going to Suicide or Survive. Lovely. That should be a, an interesting night. It'd be say. great, Elvis, yeah. Elvis, Rat Pack. Elvis, the Rat Pack, yeah. Bit of singing, bit of dancing. Bit of singing, bit of dancing. And, and you said plenty coming up. We, we move from musicals to a play on the 29th of November and, and the play is called Beasy. Yeah, so RICC in partnership with Rings End Active Retirement are holding a play in the CYWMS Hall on the 29th of November at half past two. The event is supported by Dublin City Council's South East Area Community Development Team. It's a free event. You can just arrive on the day or if you need any further information, you can contact us here at the centre. Lovely. And uh, tell us a bit, little bit about the partnership between um, the centre here, RICC, and uh, Rings End, like the retirement. Yeah, so, I mean, they're, we're supporters of them. They're great supporters of us. So any events, any any help we can give them, we do. Um they're a great bunch, they really are. So we love working with them. And tell me, is the for this play at half two, is, is there a fee? No, no, no fee. It's free, a free yeah. event. Yeah. Lovely stuff. Beasy, tell us a little bit about the play. So Beasy is a true story of a woman from Sligo who decided to live her life alone on an island with just her beasts for comfort. And an odd visitor who ventured uh, to row over to her, including WB Yates. So it's a charming, funny and poignant play. Um, it's, I've been told it's a mesmerising piece of live theatre and it was written and performed by Sheila Flitton. I hope I said that right. Lovely. And uh, will there be an old cup of tea going on today? Oh, yeah. yeah There's yeah, always, yeah. always a cup of tea going. Yeah, definitely. I'll I, I jump above before we go to Santa Claus because in, in, in line with, uh, I suppose, the play with the cup of tea as well, there's going to be a Christmas afternoon tea dance, uh, again supported by uh, Dublin City Council yeah. here in the centre. So they're always good. 
Always, yeah. So it'll be our last one of the year. And um, we have the fabulous Angel and Frankie back to play, uh, entertain the crowd, play some Christmas classics. Um, this is also a free event. Uh, you can come along for a glass of wine or a cuppa. And obviously a mince pie uh, will be going around. So it's they're always great event and everyone's welcome. And that's Tuesday the 13th from... Three to five. Three to, Tuesday the thirteenth of December from three to five p.m. And you can come. And no age limit. Or is there an age limit? Or is, or is this for? They do, we tend to get um, our, our senior community at the afternoon tea events, but we are not limited to anyone. Anyone can come. Come along. Well, what about now the the final event you have coming up on uh, at the eleventh of December? It's Santa's Magic Wonderland, and I suppose that's really for children. Yeah. Well, he's back. Yeah, Santa's back. Um, we will be open for uh, groups for visits and photos uh, with the big man and with Eric Grotto. Um, he'll arrive on Sunday, December 11th, and he'll be at the centre from 1 to 3. He'll be leaving Ringsend Church after Mass. So we have uh, a Christmas market back this year as well. So if anyone's interested in selling their wares, uh, there's no fee for a stall. So they can get in touch with us through our Facebook page or they can contact the centre. Lovely. That's 01660-4789. Yeah, that's the one. Lovely. And uh, the stalls, uh, it's, it's free to rent, as you say, for the stalls. Yeah. Uh, which is fantastic. So any money they make, they can... Yeah, they can so um, we're open to absolutely everything. People are shopping now. So, um, yeah, so if anyone wants to sell at the market, they're very welcome. You were saying too now with the Santa as well, there's uh, Cuddles the Bear and Snow Queen. Uh, coming here too is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, they're very yeah. popular every year. Great for photos. We have uh, a giant elf this year. Uh, we face painting a magic show, carol singing, and then you can finish off with a hot chocolate in our retro cafe. And of course, the retro cafe is open here Monday to Friday, uh, ten to two. Two, yeah, uh, as well. So uh, that'll be a big day on, on the eleventh of December. Um, it's going to be a busy time for you. Um. Jennifer with all these events on and I suppose as you say most of them are free yeah uh, apart from yeah. the tickets I suppose for the the greatest show for uh, mental health and uh, interesting enough to get uh, more and more people to come into the centre yeah definitely um, this is uh, really my time of year I love Christmas so all the events are just a gift I love love being at them love meeting people and we have said our door is always open at the community centre so and I suppose everyone. this year probably more than previous years or the last few previous years as well that it's it's everything is open again because obviously with COVID yeah. there's restrictions uh, down the line maybe not as much last year but certainly the year before and the year before that you know so yeah definitely this, this year how do you think that people more and more people are, yeah, are asking about it definitely I think it's it's more special I, I, I do um, I was just talking to my ladies today about our movie club and um, we're already looking at Christmas movies to show, so uh, really excited about that. Would so. that be here? Yeah, that'd be oh, here. Yeah. It's so every fortnight. Else, yeah, something else coming up, and uh, we'll bring that. We'll bring that news of that, and maybe in a, a later edition. Yeah, of, sounds a great. Later episode of uh, the community news as well. Well, thanks a lot for joining us uh, today you. to tell us all about this, and uh, we look forward to uh, a great lead up to Christmas. Yeah, definitely, most definitely. You're listening to the Community News Desk on Rick Radio. Yes, you are listening to Rick Radio Community News Desk. Now, each month we broadcast a history programme called Timeways. And here's the presenter, Tura Kelly, 
to explain more about today's interview on the Community News Desk. I'm extremely grateful to Annie Mordaunt and the Mordaunt family for making available to me these recordings of Julia Mordaunt, a lifetime Raytowner who lived in Ringsend from the early 20th century right onwards. Uh, Julia was recorded by an urban folklore project in the early 1980s and the insights that she gives into life in Ringsend in the early years of the 20th century are really quite invaluable and I think you'll find them uh, particularly entertaining and particularly insightful. So first off, obviously Julia's life intersected with a very turbulent period in Irish history. So first off, this is her experience or her encounter with the 1916 Rising. Well, do you remember 1916? Can you remember oh, the happenings here? It's always a demon for taking people still looking for walks. Were you? Especially if they had a pram. And a strange thing, now the same woman, some mama's dead, I was down at the church, she put her hands around and kissed me, Lizzie Murphy, married to Brenham. And she's gone a cripple from operations. And she was Lizzie Nevin. This woman is dead. She was our baby. And I said, will I take her, Mrs. Murphy, or we'd lodge you an hour or two. Will I get a bit of tide? And that was at least on Monday morning. And you know the Orden Bridge up here, where Wallace is the cold place used to yeah. be. We got as far as there. Everyone had a, a pramulator. Wasn't like the prams, no big high go-cars made of wood. Really? And we're all going down and a lot of men come and hunched us back. Says you can't go to town, there's a rebellion. We were all hunched back and all the mothers was out looking for us and for their children. Mm. I know my mother got me and she shook me out of my clothes. She said, if I ever get you taking anyone's child again, I'll take the head off of you. <laughs> I know when I do see her. And she's a grandmother now, that same woman. Yeah. But I remember that, I remember going into, <laughs> when all that died down, I was supposed to go to an aunt of mine, and I went to the gang into the pillar, and we were running in and out the trams, there's no glass in them, all the trams fell up with the pillar, and Tyler's was broken to shoes, and we all run over, and we got two or three shoes, and the three shoes I got was odd. <laughs> And my mother put them in on the fire. And the same night that she burned them, it was a chap from Ringsend who had been shot in Boland's Mill, wheeling. And they were bringing them home on canvas. Yeah, sorry. Go on. They were bringing them home on canvas to his mother's home. And uh, I'm bringing them home on the canvas to Ringsend. My mother was born in the shoes, and the man ran into a Mr. Clark. The Lord rest his poor soul. Oh, see, Tilly, says he, what are you doing, says he? As a complete blacker, we'd be all shot. And he run, and he got blankets, and he put them up to our windows and his own windows. Terrible time that time, too. Now, of course, in, in those years before the War of Independence, there was a, an uneasy peace between civilians and the British garrison in Ireland. Julia describes here her encounters with British soldiers as a young girl. I remember eating with the British soldiers. And they were watched from as an old demon. 
If you want me to from school, he wouldn't let you go around. Now, it wasn't as big the SB as it is today. Yeah. And if you were down just see the archway, and the British had that all settled in. And I can tell you, the things that uh, the Ethos Stewart, it was a, a tin affair, Oblon. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we'd come on, about six of us, he'd say, where's the singer? <laughs> and he'd say, what's your song? The cocks was crowing in the farmyard. And the moon was shining brightly, that was my song. Yeah. And they give each and every one was a bit of what they'd be eating the stew. And they'd say to me, Darkie, do you like stew? Love it. Do you like, oh, I love tea. Well, it was always a biscuit or a bit of cake or something gave to you. You know? Yeah, yeah. It was always something gave to you. Mm-hmm. Ah, those grand people. Well, would your mother have been annoyed now if she thought you were with the British soldiers? Oh, she'd kill me. Would she? I'd be more that. I remember one time I was sick. Very sick at that time, and uh, one of the gang was down there. They said, "Oh, where's the darkie?" They said, "She's very sick." And one of them gave sweets for me, but they didn't bring them. They knew what my mother was very strict, and um, they didn't bring them. Yeah. Because I'd be strangled. I'd be murdered. Well, were the British soldiers well liked? In Ring's End. Well, they didn't mix much. They did not. Well, I got on with them and my gang got on with them. Mm-hmm. Did they tell you stories? No, this man, he used to cry an awful lot. He said he had his wife in England, she wasn't too strong. Yeah. And he had four children and one of them wasn't too strong. And he lived for the day to get back, he was always crying. Always crying, mm-hmm. and was very kind to us. I know Mickey Dalton, the Lord rest him, wasn't that high, the watchman. And when he'd see his chases, but he didn't come near the soldiers. <laughs> they wouldn't let him touch us. Well, do you remember the British soldiers now when they were in? Was it Patrick's Villas they were in? And in this house I'm sitting in. Were they here as well? There's an English man lived in this years ago. But was there a barracks down there at Patrick's Phillips at one time? No, new houses like these. Oh, I see, yeah. Yes. They occupied here too. Did they? Yes. Now, in the first half of the 20th century, the dance hall was really the hub of what we'd now call youth culture. It was the place where young people let their hair down, let go of the stresses of life. And very often it was the place where they met the man or the woman who became their husband or wife. I went to many. Then there was a dance hall over here to play bingo in it now. Where is that? It was St. Joseph's when I used to go to it. It's called the Sea Boy now. Oh, I know what, there on the Irish Town Road? Yes. And there used to be some lovely dances over there. And I used to dance from 12 of a Sunday to 2 of the day. And sometimes it'd be open in the afternoons, we'd go. And again that night, I mean, I was very thin, my mother used to say, I'm telling you, you're asking for trouble and you're going to get it. And when you came in, 
Chitsmel ya bretta Lord of Mercy ana. Ajke jo chitsmel. I'd so if you didn't put any of that war paint on you. What was that? The makeup. The makeup. They were very strict all the paint years ago. <laughs> Well, did, did girls wear makeup to the dances? Oh, I knew a, a woman, she died here a couple of years ago. She was a lovely looking person. Mm. And she used to have red uh, uh, wallpaper and she'd be going to take a bit of the wallpaper and use it as rouge on her cheeks. Was it red wallpaper? Yeah, red wallpaper. It was a hard ticket, I used to say. Mariah, you don't need that. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm very pale. Well, did they buy stuff in the shops as well? Yeah, I remember one time me and me pal. I'll tell you how scarce money was. We bought a jar of, did you ever hear, ice cinema cream? No, what is it again? It's a cream. It was called ice cinema cream. Mm. And we bought it in the chemist. We went half. Each. It was a shilling and three halfpence. And I hid behind a picture we had of our uh, Anna Mooney. My mother had a larger mercy on her. Yeah. Because Nanza's brother went in for a lot of these things. Well, I'd a brother never bothered around like that, the light I had to him. <clears throat> but this day was my mother cleaning the pictures. And the thing dropped down behind the picture. I was half killed. And she thrown it into the vinegar. Nanda Lawless owns half of that. Look at what the children goes through now. Yeah, yeah. Well, was that makeup for your face then? No, it was sort of a cream to cool you. Oh, I no, see. I never made use makeup. Yeah, yeah. Well, did they put eyeshadow on them? Um, no, nothing like that. No. Well, what about perfumes? Very seldom. Mm. It's the thing I never liked. It sort of brings a turn on my stomach perfume. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, they didn't go in like the way they're going in today. But what type of things did they wear? Well, you wore an ordinary dress or a skirt and a jumper. There's no great style. No. But comfortably dressed and that was that. And you had to watch a few clothes like a cat watching a mouse. Well, the man I married Right, happened to him. He was away the first world war and he was a good few. Paddy was a good ten year older than I was. And I used to say to him, Oh, I wouldn't have you. We're out fighting for the British. My mother had more than me. Tell you how innocent we were, though. Yeah. And I was always telling him off. But this night I was at being a confession of a Christmas Eve. And I was coming home and there was another fella for a dinny me and the Lord dressed him, he's dead too. Mm. Hey Julius, you see, I'm go to a hoolie, will you come? And he said, Not if I can help it. So you both use his terrible cheeks, I never gave his which I didn't. I was full of devilment. I never gave his any reason. So anyhow, Dinny went off. And Paddy was going to a cousin's to a hoolie. They used to call the parties that time a hoolie. Were these parties always on Christmas Eve? Christmas no, Eve Christmas or Stevens's uh, New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah. <coughs> so he told me I was gone. And I went, they were a very nice family. 
And he kept saying, do you like them? Mm. And mother, do I like you? <laughs> but I enjoyed it. Yeah. So I went with him for two years. Now, in, in the first half of the 20th century, there was a very different and more ritualistic attitude to death and to waking uh, of the dead um, than there is today. Uh, some quite elaborate rituals would have been carried out in Ring's End and throughout Ireland. And here, Julia gives us an insight into some of the customs and practices surrounding death and wakes and funerals that would have been common in Ring's End in the 20th century. When there be a death, it was altogether different to now. Mm. You, you take so many children. Yeah. And they were come to people, someone had buy a ham. There was eating and drinking, including beer. Mm -hmm. But the doors would be wide open, tenement houses especially. Mm -hmm. That's all gone. You know, put, the put them into them old, old, old places, funeral parlours. Well, did they have whiskey and... Uh, Plenty of beer. Cigarettes or... Everything, snuff and tobacco and pipes. Anyone happened to pipe. You know, the clay pipes, there's none of them now. Well, did they play games? Years ago. Did they? What, what kinds of games now? Spin the bottle, who has the button? Forfeits. Yeah. And what, was, what was forfeits? You had to give something that you valued very much. A brooch or a necklace or something. And you didn't get the if you didn't get your forfeit, you were murdered. Mm -hmm. But they'd give it back if it was good, but if it wasn't good you didn't see it. Yeah. Did they play the games in the same room? Yeah. Around the bit of fish. I remember a bit, of fish. a bit of fish. It was waffle and a farfish. And you couldn't get the fish, you might get the farfish. She'd be ringing. And I was like that. I was real skinny. And I worked for this family. I was years with them. I, I wasn't a maid. I was like one of the family mm. up here at Lee Terrace. And the next morning I went to work. I was after doing a big line of washing, and Mrs. Pheasant said to me, Julia, she said, what happened to your arms? So my mother half killed me. I was ashamed to tell her, Bob Fulham, that's dead now, the great footballer, more than me for the forfeit. <laughs> half killed me. Ginny Kiernan, she was married to John Joe Flood, he played in England. She had to get out in the street for her farfish and raw. I had twins this morning, I can't find the father that owns them. And her mother was up in bed. And she said to the father, that's like my Ginny's vice. Not a tall woman, you're dreaming. But it was Ginny, she always she'd say. People then times used to say, the ma. Oh, me ma, me ma, here's me, she'll kill me. But you did hear that. People don't hear about things years ago. Now, not to, be, not to be too morbid, but it is unbelievably almost time to start thinking about Halloween again. And here Julia describes to us some of the superstitions and ghost stories and myths and legends that were extremely prevalent in Ring's End and, and taken extremely seriously by the people of the community 
in the earliest years of the 20th century. Well, were there any other ghost stories around? Oh, we lived in the house. I sure lived in Wisconsin and I could go back on that. I was only a young one, terrified where I was. We lived in the house. Do you know the it? story behind that? No, there was a woman died in childbirth in it. Mm -hmm. And she had a brother, poor Snow Gale, the Lord rest him. And I'd run like a red shank when I'd see him. I was terrified of a big man. Yeah. And he got over to the school wall and he'd say, Every brick in that house is cursed. My lovely sister died. And I'd run. And my mother say, Snow Gale must be knocking around. The Lord of mercy on her. I wouldn't move for the night. I was terrified of him. So this time my father stopped him. Yeah. Father was a very quiet man. He didn't drink, know the taste to drink. He says, you'll have to cut that out or else I'll go further with it. See, my poor child is terrified of you. Mm. Oh, so she's that the dark girl, the young one, yeah. And I'm telling you, if that happened, that dark girl, that young one, I'll take the head off of you. Well, tell me, did you ever hear about a, um, a man on horseback coming over the bridge? Yeah, round Bird's corner, Ted's corner. They came from uh, came from the pigeon house. Oh, was that it? It was a horse with no man on it. Some said he had a head, more said he hadn't. Mm-hmm. But it used to come round Bird's corner. Mm -hmm. Now, you know when you're in Ringsend, no Ringsend Church. I do, yeah. I'll cross over on that side and walk down. There's a shop with the name of Ted's there. Is that on the corner? On the corner. Yeah, I know it. Well, people used to run by that years ago. They were out late. Or one person wouldn't venture down on their own. They lived on the Pigeon House Road or anywhere. But seemingly, the time to time it was banished, I don't know. Now, of course, some very real horrors happened in Ringsend during the 1913 lockout, particularly with the police response to those events. But one of the things that kept the community going and kept the strikers going was the regular delivery of food aid parcels to the docks. And here, Julia describes her experience of collecting parcels of that much needed aid in 1913. And four of us brought her up to Ted Castle's up here on the south side. That's where the pucks was mm -hmm. getting gave out. So we went with Fanny for the pucks. Poor Maggie Bird, she always had a horsey way of talking. And she'd say, watch your butler, watch your butler. That's the way we used to call one another. And the next, she makes a dive for the locks. A loaf fell in. Ah, me brought heaven and air together, screeching for help. She nearly in after the loaf. And this man come out, here's a bloody loaf for you, Susie. No use in drowning yourself. As I missed her, she's a bit queer up here. Oh, God, help her, see, I'm sorry. But I used to go with everyone. Ah, oh, me mother, if I get you going across them locks. It was the locks, they used to call it, mm -hmm. to go up on the, south, on the south side. Ted Castles, that's where all the pucks was gave out. You used to get the grand pucks. Jam, butter, you name it. Bread. They got everything in the book, but no money. 
And that brings to a close this very special edition of Time Waves. Uh, I hope you found it as fascinating and insightful as I did. Uh, it was a very rare and privileged glimpse into the first-hand experiences of Ringzan people in the earliest years of the 20th century. My thanks once again to Annie Mordaunt and the Mordaunt family um, for providing us with that fascinating material, um, which gave us such a such an unbelievable insight, really, which I don't think anyone else um, has in this form uh, into the life of Julia Mordaunt and her family in the early years of the 20th century. That's all from the Community News Desk this week. My thanks to Dylan on sound and editing from me, Mick. Take care and have a great week. Bye.